Welcome to the Doing Cool Things podcast, a career podcast brought to you by the Knowlton Center for Career Exploration. I'm your host, David Snyder. Thank you for joining today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. David here, uh, turning the microphone over to Morgan Gilmore. Morgan is a peer fellow in our healthcare clinical research and wellness community here in the Knowlton Center. Uh, she'll be doing the first in a series of alumni interviews for that career community. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. Hello, my name is Morgan. I am a peer fellow in the Knowlton Center with the healthcare and clinical research career community. Um, and today we have Dr. Barnes. And she is going to tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, I'm Carrie Barnes Mullet. I am a 1999 Denison grad. Um, after I went to Denison, I went to medical school in West, at West Virginia University. And then I ended up doing my pediatric residency at Children's Hospital here in Columbus. And I've been a pediatrician in Pickerington for the past almost 16 years now. <laughs> awesome. So my first question is, can you tell me about yourself? Um, what did you major at in Denison? Um, what was your graduate degree from where and when? You kind of talked about mm-hmm. that already. And then um, just like your current professional role, organization, or label. Sure. So um, I majored in physics at Denison. I knew coming in that I wanted to go to medical school and I knew I would get a lot of like biology, biochem, and I really enjoyed physics. And so that's why I chose that a little different path, I suppose, to get to med school. Um, I went to medical school at West Virginia University. I'm from West Virginia, so that just made sense. Um, And then... Yeah, like interviewed at various places for residency, which is just kind of an interesting process altogether, but ended up at Children Nationwide Children's Hospital. Um, there, I was there for three years, and then I did a chief residency um, year there and ended up working in a practice, Pediatric Associates. We have five offices all around um, the greater Columbus area. I primarily work in our, our Pickerington office. Um, we're all... Most of us there are owners of the practice, so I'm a stockholder and owner, and kind of we, as a group, make our own decisions as far as how we want our practice to go. Yeah, that's awesome. You said that you thought that the process for residency was a little interesting. Yeah. What do you think about that? What was your process like? So it's a match. Um, so basically you get, you know, you apply to places, you get interviews, you interview anywhere that you potentially might want to go. And then you basically make a list of your top five, your top 10, however many places you think you might fit. And they also make a list. And on match day, which used to be in March, you go up in front of your classmates, you open an envelope, and you find out where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds similar from what I've heard as well. Uh-huh. Very interesting. So did you, I guess my confusion when the start, when I first kind of mm-hmm. heard about that process was, do you get to choose the area of study that you want to go into? Like, do you get to choose pediatrics, and then you're looking for what schools you want to go to for pediatrics within that? Or... Yes, yeah. So you match within the specialty that you want to pursue. Um, some specialties are a little bit more difficult to pursue than, than others. It's based on you know, like your board scores and how well you did in medical school and all that kind of thing. If you, There's certainly people who don't end up matching where they want to go. So sometimes they may go do an, 
a first year, an intern year in a specialty that they may not be super interested in. Um, a lot of the more, I guess, specialized stuff like dermatology and other things, I'll do a year of internal medicine to start with. So some people will just match there for an, for an intern year and then kind of re-enter the, the match the next year. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you share with me the steps you've taken to get where you are today career-wise? So I know you talked about like medical school, residency, mm-hmm. chief residency. What was that? What was the like application process slash like the actual process of going through those like? And like if you want to elaborate on it. Yeah, yeah. Those. Just for like my job job that I have now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it was kind of, I don't want to say easy, but as part of the Children's Hospital Residency Program, you get paired with a physician or a practice to do, um, we call it PECS, which is Pediatric Experience in the Community Setting. So we're all working with the pediatrician in the primary care setting. And I work at the office where I did my um PECS training. So when I was a chief, I worked there like a day and a half of a day and a half a week, um, just to kind of, just to get a little bit more experience and, you know, just private practice medicine. And, um, and then I, they had an opening. And so I had a job interview (laughs) and got the job and stayed right where I was. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what experiences have you found fulfilling in your profession versus what experiences do you find, maybe not challenging, but maybe not as fulfilling? Not as fulfilling. I think it's, I, I kids just make me happy. Um, you know, for the most part, they're funny. They're, um, they tell the truth most of the time. <laughs> I mean, these are the younger kids, right? Not so much the teenagers. Um, but um, they are very... I don't know, naive and they're not jaded. So they just find amusement in a lot of things. And that makes my day just more joyful. Just seeing, you know, kind of the world through their eyes on a daily basis. Um, I think some of the more challenging things are we do a lot of mental health, a lot of mental health. Um, so that that can be really challenging, just talking to people on a day-to-day basis and seeing all the challenges that they have to go through and me helping them navigate but not having all the tools that that I need to help them and limited resources in the community, which are, are getting much better. Um, but it's it's really challenging to see what a lot of kids, teenagers, you know, young adults have to go through um, and to try to help them with that. Um, I think that's some of the biggest challenges, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that, especially – in today. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of yeah. that. there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. Yeah. And we're doing more and more. It used to be, you know, if you needed to be on any type of psychiatric medication, you'd go see a psychiatrist. That mm-hmm. is not the case anymore. Yeah. It's really, you know, when we can't manage it, we've been trying for a couple years and things are just not improving, that's when you see the psychiatrist. So it's changed a lot, since I, even since I started, which hasn't been that long ago. Well, yeah, and I feel like it's getting younger and younger, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. Um, so I guess this is kind of going off of that, but like, what are some major ways that you spend your time in your position Mm. or like, what, what do you do on a daily basis? I guess. Yeah. I do mostly clinical work. Like if you work in a hospital or, you know, other settings, something you do, maybe some more academic work where you're doing some research and things like that. I don't do that. I mostly just spend my day seeing patients all day. Um, I mean, there's some paperwork to do. There's some, you know, 
stuff, paperwork for parents to fill out, daycare forms, school forms, FMLA paper, like there's some paperwork, you have to review labs, call patients back, but it is very primarily just patient care yeah. that I do. So is there anything, are there like anything, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this, are there any like specific things that you do most often in a day, like in terms of clinical? I, you know, our days are so varied. Um, I guess it's probably more, that's more determined by the time of year (laughs) that we're seeing. So during the summer, we see a lot more checkups, um, you know, back to school, getting your sports physicals, all those kind of things. This time of year, we're seeing a lot of flu and RSV, like just all the normal um, respiratory illnesses that we see in the winter. Um, So more just, you know, cold type stuff now. But also mixed in, you know, nobody stops having babies. So we see newborns. We still see kids for their med checks. We still see. So it's a very, it's certainly a variation in my day, no matter what time of year it is. And it just ranges from yeah. newborns to 21-year-olds to mental health to, you know, all those different things. Yeah. I mean, I would like that. It keeps everything mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I chose the primary care route. Like, I would not want to just see constipation all day long yeah I would like to see it's fine I see a couple kids with constipation and then I see a newborn and then I see a you know Mm -hmm. cute little two-year-old and (laughs) it makes it all good (laughs) are there any other like reasons off the top of your head you can think of that like that was the route that you went um I really like the preventative part of pediatrics um I like helping parents navigate all the things that you have to do as a parent um, and kind of learn new things and give advice to them. They don't always like my advice. Um, but, <laughs> but I do like trying to prevent, you know, some of the things that go on in adult world. So yeah. I think that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Um, so what traits or skills do you think are essential or very helpful for success in your field, whether that's medicine, whether that's pediatrics or yeah. primary care or what, whatever yeah. area you want to choose. I think specifically in pediatrics and, and probably across the board too, but more so is just patients. Um, you know, it's not easy looking in an 18-month-old's ear. It may seem like it, um, but it's not. <laughs> um, you know, patients with, uh, yeah, I think patience is a big thing. Being able to laugh, um, not everything's going to go perfectly all the time. You get peed on all the time. You know, kids sneeze in your face. The newborns pee on you. Like, it's just, you know, so just being able to laugh and roll with the punches, kind of being pretty flexible in your day. And, again, I think that goes across the board, too, because every specialty has their own challenges that you have to be um, flexible with. Um, What other personality and things? I don't know. I can't think of any right now. That's okay. I think patience is a big one. Yeah. I think obviously being able to communicate because that's a big part of being any type of physician. I think when medicine goes wrong a lot of the time, it's because of a communication breakdown. So Mm -hmm. I think being able to communicate to a parent using or or to a patient using the right language so that they understand kind of what you're saying and listening. So being able to communicate but also being able to listen too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I kind of want to pick your brain on, like, your role on a care team, I guess. Um, So in terms of, like, individual patients, is it more so, like, I know in a hospital setting Mm -hmm. it's more of, like, a care team. Sure. It's the surgeons, the doctors, the nurses, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. What does a care team look like in in that setting? Yeah, so I don't think we necessarily have care teams, but 
all of our individual offices sort of function. Like I see my own patients for their checkups or for their well visits. If something happens and they're sick one day and I'm not there the next day and they really need that sports physical, they can certainly see one of my colleagues in the, you know, within the practice. A lot of times, you know, kids also don't determine when they get sick. So if you have a, you know, kid who you think has an ear infection on a Wednesday and I'm here, not there, (laughs) you know, um, on a Wednesday, they certainly see my, you know, one of my colleagues in the office. So, but we all talk, um, you know, if I see somebody else's patient and it's more than, you know, it's something kind of major, like I, they thought they were coming in for near he- headaches, but turns out they have really bad anxiety and you know, just various things. Um, you know, or I sent this kid, I sent your patient to the ER last night. So it is, we all talk, we all sit around, we all, if we have questions, if we have a case that we kind of don't know what to do with, we all sit in our office and kind of come up with different possibilities and kind of what could be going on. And so it's a very, it's, a, it's very team oriented, but I, it's different than like in the hospital yeah. kind of thing. For very sure. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so my next question is, so what do you wish that you knew about the profession you were going into? Again, you can, whether that's yeah. like medicine as a whole or... Mm-hmm. Or pediatrics specifically, what do you wish that you knew before pursuing it? I think how much outside stuff influences what I can do, meaning I know the perfect, or I think I know, you know, a great treatment plan for this patient, but their insurance won't cover it. Um, I think that's, and just kind of outside forces, you know, I want them to go see this person or I want them to go see this specialist, but they can't get in for, you know, four months or something like that. So I think it's just all that outside forces that, that that's really hard for me to kind of navigate. Like, you know what you want to do, but you can't because your hands are tied a lot of the times. I think that's a big, I think that's a big part of it. And just all the stuff that people expect you to do as a primary care physician that's not really part of medicine, um, we a lot of times just get asked to be, a, I, I don't know, a scribe. Like, can you write a letter so my daughter can do this? Can mm-hmm. you write a letter so my kid can go to the bathroom whenever they want at school? Which is fine. You should be able to go to the bathroom at school. But just little things that you don't think should have to have a letter, you know, that we spend a lot of our time kind of dealing with. Or just get a letter so you can have a dog in your apartment that doesn't allow an apartment, right? But so that can be a little frustrating because I don't want to go out of the scope of my license to write just because I have an MD at the end of my name to, um, you know, to I guess to be able to, to do those things. Um, so that that's one thing that I don't love about it. Yes, yeah. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's very <laughs> interesting. Uh-huh. I can I can very much so <laughs> yeah. understand where that comes from. Yeah. Especially I think it's very interesting talking about like the insurance aspect uh-huh. of it and things like that because it's not something you think of at all regularly. Like uh-uh. especially for those wanting to go into medicine, I think that's the last thing yeah. that we're yeah. thinking about. And I think especially like in terms of like career exploration, like that's not necessarily something we're looking at. We're just looking at the next step uh-huh. because there are so many steps where we can determine what we love. <laughs> right. Uh, do, yeah. So kind of going off of that, do you in your, like, career exploration, like, what were the other, like, specialties you were considering? Were there any, or did you know from the get-go that you wanted to go into pediatrics? I pretty much knew that I wanted to do pediatrics. I went in with an open mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I'll try all of these things out. Um, 
the only, um, strangely, I uh, liked gynecology oncology. Mm-hmm. I think it was more the patients, um, obviously, like women going mm-hmm. through cancer is terrible, right? Mm-hmm. But they were all very, they all, I just liked them. They seemed to be strong and persevere, and it was just, it was a nice population. I like surgery. Surgery is really cool, <laughs> putting pieces together and all, <laughs> taking pieces apart, but I could never, it just wasn't, I just liked pediatrics. Yeah, <laughs> I just liked the kids too much to give that up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I know you and I have talked about this, but like specialties within mm-hmm. pediatrics, yeah. is there a reason that you chose to kind of look more generally rather than like a, was it kind of, did it have to do with that like every day looking at a new thing kind of situation? I think it's the diversity of primary care for sure. Um, getting to see patients kind of grow, right? So I have patients that at this point I saw them when they're babies and now they're driving. So that's just a really fun thing to see um, and to watch and see how people grow Um, and you don't always get that in all of the specialties some you do I mean some patients are with their cardiologists for their lifetime so you know some some certainly some specialties you get that but I just like the diversity aspect of my day yeah yeah I could totally see that so looking back to your Denison days, <laughs> is there any advice that you have for students that might want to pursue a profession, whether that be in medicine or pediatrics, and um, like any advice in terms of like maybe career exploration? Were there any um, tools that you used at Denison that were helpful? Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't think they do it. I we used they used to have a J term. Something May term J term for or, travel abroad. Well, no, for um, like I went to Maine and shadowed a doctor for a month. That was really cool. Oh yeah, that's it was awesome. like it was like an alumni program. I don't think they do it anymore. I don't think so. But it was a really fun thing, and I lived in a house with um, some medical students and a resident, and I don't, I just you know, just kind of getting a day in the life of here's what you do when you're a doctor. Um, so that was kind of eye opening. So. It, I mean, I, you can do that without having the program. I think shadowing different, med- you know, if you think you want to go into medicine, just shadowing lots of different types of physicians or ones that you think that you want to do. Because sometimes you go into something thinking, oh, this is definitely what I want to do. And you're like, that is not at all what I thought my day would be like, you know, doing that. Um, so I think just shadowing is really important. When, I, I don't know what else I did at Dennis in that. I didn't volunteer enough, I don't think. <laughs> but that, like, just for, like, just for, not just, I mean, just because I, it's, cause it's a rigorous schedule when yeah. you're trying to get out of med school, and I think, I don't even, I think back then medical schools really wanted to see some volunteer hours, um, more so than I probably had, but, you know. Yeah, it's it a worked totally, It's a totally different ballgame. Yes, I did, it worked out just fine. Um, there's something else I was going to say as far as, like, stuff to do. Um, I don't know. I think really just kind of shadowing different, yeah. things and talking to different people yeah, now places. I think instead of a J term it's we have a HP3 so you okay. can do it every semester but you tr- you can shadow one physician I think it's an alumni program mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um it's for like a day I think okay maybe like eight hours or something okay um yeah it's yeah. that kind of situation yeah. and I mean and you get a very wide range you get exposed to a lot of things in medical school like your last two years of medical school and probably even different now you probably get more exposure your first and second year your whole third and fourth year are all clinical 
time. So you're spending, you know, you do psychiatry, you do dermatology, you do all, you do surgery. So you're exposed to everything, which is helpful for when you, you know, see patients later on and like, oh, I saw this back when I was in vascular surgery. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but it does help you kind of guide what you want to do. For yeah, sure. I could see that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Sure.